1: I feel there Duncan we've just had (laughs) podcast magic we have just had podcast magic (laughs) hi I'm chef restaurant owner and music fan Paul Ainsworth and this is Knives, forks and tunes the podcast where we ask the all-important questions dream dinner party menu playlist and of course who's invited every episode's cooking tips and party playlists are available in the show's description My guest this week is pop icon Duncan James, singer, actor, TV presenter, and of course, member of the Brit Award-winning 16 million record-selling band Blue, before going on to star as Ryan Knight in Hollyoaks and forging a successful West End career with leading roles in Chicago, Legally Blonde, and The Rocky Horror Show. And if that wasn't enough, he's recently been showing off his cooking skills as a contestant in the latest series of Celebrity MasterChef. Duncan, welcome to Knives Forks and Tunes. Paul, it's a pleasure to be here, mate. Thank
2: you for having me. It's an honour.
1: Well, look, my my first question is, I mean, 16 million (laughs) records worldwide. You must have walked out on stage in front of thousands and thousands of people. But how was the kitchen of Celebrity MasterChef?
2: <laughs> I think, you know, what, I, I, I was probably more nervous walking into that kitchen yeah. MasterChef than I have done any single gig with my band Blue. The fear of walking in and seeing John Turow and, and Greg Wallace just standing there with these steely faces. It was horrible. I mean, it, I, was, I was literally petrified. Um, and I thought I'd go in and there'd be all smiles because before you film, you just think it'll all be, you know, hey mate, are you all right, Nice to see you. Yeah. None of that. It was just like blue steel, like that. I was like, hello. <laughs> Nothing. I was like, oh my God, this is like full on. And then of course we got um, the first Greg, channel. Greg's an icebreaker, isn't he? Greg's lovely.
1: Yeah, Greg Greg softens the tone, doesn't he? Yeah. Bit,
2: like... Greg's got a bit more of a smiley face. Let's yeah. just put it that way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean I've I've judged a few um Master Chefs. Most I've done a celebrity master chef recently and I I gotta say, you know, for myself who's competed on professional cooking show like Great British Menu, right, when you're doing it as, you know, that's my job, walking into a kitchen um and cooking with all the cameras and knowing it especially if you really want to do well in it, it is such a
2: daunting thing. I think for me it was more the fact that I practiced a lot at home and, you know, you get your timings right and you're good because you haven't got that pressure. But when you're in that kitchen and you've got the judges walking around you and you've got the film crew filming everything and you can see like the clock counting down, it just puts you on a next level of anxiety. Well, for me, I suffer with anxiety anyway. So for me, it's just all of a sudden, everything that I'd learned at home, everything that I prepared went out the window. And it's just, you make silly little mistakes and then you just heart is racing, anxiety's going, and then you're just like, oh, my God, I can't, I can't cope. And I found myself, like, flapping around that kitchen like a headless chicken. I mean, you, I did enjoy it. It was just blooming stressful. Don't you wish an hour went that fast in the gym? I
1: know, right? <laughs> like, how, how does the time go like that? Like, I look, know. you literally have an hour, and it's like, then you have five minutes. Five
2: minutes, I know. <laughs> it's mad. I think, for me, I didn't realise that, that the pressure of it was going to be that strict. And you know, when you watch, I've done a lot of TV shows and you know, they say an hour on TV, a lot of shows, it's like, mm, you know, give or take two hours. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's edited down to make it look, but that show, Masterchef, it really is an hour. And if you run out of time, you run out of time. There is no lenient, you know, there's no, there's no extra help behind the cameras. It's none of that going on. It is very, very strict. Um, and i didn't think it was going to be that straight i thought oh, i'll be all right we'll probably get there in 20 but or then let's finish off what we're doing but nope time's up serve <laughs> it now it's like really oh my god now
1: nah, well done cuz that ta- it takes it takes guts to do that it really does right i'm going to uh, like get into this right but i'm going to give you some little quick fire questions Okay. Right? nothing right. nothing too complicated quite like quite funny see so yeah, how you get on with these okay so we'll start off nice and light sweet or savoury
2: Oh, savoury, savoury. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since a okay. little boy, I've been yeah. savoury. Yeah. Yeah. I'd much rather have a sausage roll than a nice bun.
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> That's a good comparison. <laughs> That's a good comparison. H <laughs> P or ketchup? Ketchup. Nice. Do, not, do, do you do you find like personally? Yeah. H P on a sausage sandwich,
2: ketchup on a bacon sandwich. How you feeling? Mm, I get that. I can appreciate that. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But I've, I've. When I was younger, I didn't like ketchup at all. I didn't yeah. like ketchup so- on anything. I, as I've got older, I've appreciated the ketchup more. The HP thing, I never got into it. No. I can appreciate it though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But no, 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 no. Lager or bitter? Oh, lager. Yeah. Bitter's bitter, <laughs> is just bitter, isn't it? Bit is just bitter in
1: it, and. McDonald's or Burger King? Ah. Uh, also, well, if you want to go a bit off piece with this, I'm that's allowed. KFC. <laughs> that's a, Do you know what? That's that seems to be the the is one. It?
2: Yeah. Listen, you can't beat a bit of fried chicken. What would you have? I okay. This is my KFC order. Set, order what I love do. it. I I never go on a menu. Yeah. I want like four pieces. Yeah. Of chicken. On the bone or off the bone? Dark meat. I don't like the breast. No. I, so, you, it's got to be, so it's a thigh and a leg. Yeah. Two thighs, two legs. Yeah. Um, and maybe six hot wings. Brilliant. And then I'm good. You're good. And what I've just recently discovered is the gravy yeah. You can dip the chicken into the gravy. Oh, so delicious. I've only just got into that during lockdown. That's my, my, I never got into the gravy before. My wife's been on that gravy train for yeah. a long time. hate the chips at KFC. Yeah. Awful chips. <laughs> yeah. But the gravy, dunk the chicken into the gravy... Bosh. Lovely. Nice. Nice. Dinner parties. Right. Are you a fan? I love a dinner party. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, I grew up with my mum. I'm a single um, parent child. So it's just me and my mum all my life. And my mum is very glamorous. She loves a dinner party. So as a little boy, part of our household routine would be my mum would throw dinner parties for her friends. And it was just great. I used to love it because I was the entertainment factor. My mum used to go and make me perform for the, the guests after dinner, which I used to love because, yeah. you know, it was my little time to shine and <laughs> um, go upstairs and dress up in, in her clothes and all sorts of... Anyway, let's not even go there. But yeah, I, uh, I used to have fun at the dinner parties. Um, so yeah, growing up, it's, it's always been a kind of tradition in my family to have dinner parties and have people around quite a social event. And I love it. Amazing, And you cook much? I do. Um, I was that kid that was in the kitchen getting under my grandparents' feet as a little kid, watching my grandma. She used to very traditional cook. She used to do a lot of English cooking. Every single Sunday, we had a roast dinner. Family would come over. She would make Yorkshire puddings with every... Um, every Sunday, regardless of what meat it was, because she knew that I loved Yorkshire pudding. So I used to watch how she used to make everything, used to, you know, do the batter, and everything was home-cooked with my grandma. She was proper traditional. Um, So I used to just be in the kitchen, just fascinated watching, really. Your grandma is a legend. Yes, she was. Yorkshire
1: pudding should be served with every roast. This written rule of, like, just with beef is ridiculous. It should be with everything. Yeah. Yeah, I love a Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. Yeah, even with fish and chips. So I can serve a Yorkshire pudding with everything. (laughs) Batted sausage in a Yorkshire pudding. Isn't that told in the hole? Almost. Yes, Yes, it is. It is. Right, we're going to get started with the dinner party, Duncan. Okay. Alive or dead, fictional or real, it's totally up to you, like... Who do you want at this dinner party before we get to the menu? This is your once-in-a-lifetime dinner party.
2: Okay, well, if I don't invite my mum at the dinner party, I'm in trouble. So yeah. I'll have to have my mum there. because Our
1: mums, by the way, sound so similar.
2: I would never hear the end of it yeah. if my mum yeah. wasn't. Um, and you know what? Because I was really close to my grandparents growing up, and they died when I was 21 within six months of each other. And I've not seen, well, obviously, <laughs> not seen him for like 20, 22 years. And I really miss my grandparents. And I would just love to see them again if... if... If I had an opportunity to bring them back at a dinner party, they'd be there. Because I think I didn't appreciate the love and everything they gave me when I was young. Because, you know, you're just like, oh, grandma, stop going on at me or, you know, when you're younger. But now being older, I really, 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 really miss them. And I just wish I could have an opportunity just to have a chat with them, you know, being more of an an adult. Also, I think it would be really fun to have Marilyn Monroe because I've always been a little bit, infatuated by her yeah i just think she's just one of those artists that was just an enigma and just not only just beautiful but her story and how she died and everything it was just she's one of those just captivating legends isn't she yeah and how she became famous and how she dealt with it all and everything she got up to and i think she'd just be fascinating to talk to and and really nice to look at
1: yeah very. Yeah. Like, very.
2: She appreciate that, being a gay man, you know.
1: Yeah, and would Gran and Grandad get on well with
2: her? I don't know. I mean...
1: This is the bit I love, is then, like, how does... Because you, you have your favourite guest, don't we? Yeah. We're going to come on to more of yours. But then it's like, what would the, what would the chemistry be like in the, in the room?
2: That's a very interesting one, actually. I mean, my grandparents would definitely know who Marilyn Monroe was because obviously being that generation but I don't know what they would have thought of her. I mean, they were very conservative my grandparents and my grandfather was a colonel in the army. I mean, he probably would fancy her but yeah. My grandmother would probably be kicking him under the table. <laughs> so <laughs> one of those ones. Um but I think I think yeah, I think it should be great. And also I'd like to add um a bit of Graham Norton into the mix, yeah. Because I think he's just a really interesting man who's got lots of stories to tell. I think he would keep the dinner party going. He'd be, he's funny. I've met Graham loads of times, and um, I just think he's a really nice guy.
1: I think he's. I think he's fantastic. I've. I've never. I've never met him. I love when I get the chance to to watch the Graham Norton show. I think the guests that go on there are just unbelievable. But just how fast he is.
2: Yeah, That's what is. I
1: like, because I always enjoy watching people who are at the top of their game in any in any sort of sector, in any line of work, and watching him do his thing and how fast he is and quick he is yep. and the way he just holds. I mean, that must be such a difficult thing to do, to holding hold court, yeah. holding court to all those different personalities. So yep. I think that's a brilliant...
2: So that's why I'd have him there, because he, he's like the glue to everybody. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? It's
1: always good when you've got someone there that if it goes a bit quiet... Or a bit awkward, he'd be good, wouldn't he? <laughs>
2: yeah. And also, he's, he's got lots of stories to tell. And yeah. he's probably got loads of gossip about so many celebs and stuff. He'd be yeah. like, oh, tell me about that one. Or tell me about that one. So he's quite a good person to have at yeah. a dinner party, I yeah. think. Um, and I also threw in there a bit of a random one. Yeah. Because you said I could have a fictional one, right, yeah. as well. I'd have a bit of Superman there. Now... I Spandex muscles, yeah. And actually, can you just give us a little fly around after dinner? You yeah. know what I mean? It'd be yeah. quite fun. You just hop on your back and. Which Superman, go. Duncan? Which one? oh, uh, which one? well are not the original one because I didn't fancy him.
1: No, no, no. Did you like the the one that was with Terry Hatcher?
2: Oh yeah, he was quite cute. Yeah, yeah. I did like him. <laughs> How do you know my type? You yeah, know <laughs> <laughs> what was his <laughs> the Terry Hatcher one? What was his name? Dean, Dean Kane. Kane, yeah, Dean. I'd have a bit of Dean Kane. Yeah, he was. Um, nice. <laughs> he, listen, you can't beat a man in a bit of spandex, <laughs> a little bit of muscles, and, and got superpowers. It's like, hey, so we've got Dean Kane and in costume. No, I want actually the real Superman.
1: Yeah, but that's what I mean. So we've got like Dean Kane at the at okay. your party at- in costume. In the Superman costume. As long as he can be Superman and make me fly. Right, okay. Yeah, love it. I, I see... Yeah, you're going next level. You're going, actually, the Superman who's in the film that's I want, flying I, I everything. I want, I want yeah. the, Superman. the Superman. I don't care if
2: it's Dinker, As long as he's tall, dark, handsome with muscles, and he can take me on his back and fly me around, around the town or whatever for a bit. I mean, that's great. Nice. Let's just Let's just pop up there and come back. I mean... Wouldn't it be amazing to just be able to fly like that? It
1: would be amazing because I've got your last guest right in front of me and it's just <laughs> then you're just going to go in with this one and it's just like, this is an awesome dinner party.
2: <laughs> and my last guest, is a bit random. Well, I love her because um, not only is she an incredible actress, but she's traditionally British and she's just, I don't know, she's just one of those incredible people that has probably got so many amazing stories to tell and I just adore her and that is the Dame Judi Dench. Phenomenal! She's amazing. Phenomenal! She's absolutely amazing. So Duncan, and I know she—I she, know my grandparents would get on with her as well. Yeah, they would love her.
1: Yeah, uh, she was actually due to come to the restaurant um, before lockdown, and that is like one. And obviously, lock, the first lockdown came, um, and I was so excited. Yeah. to have her—you know—honoured to have her come yes. to the restaurant and stuff. But uh, yeah, I—I uh, I see
2: exactly what you mean. She would be fantastic. And she's the kind of person that when she walks in the room, everybody stands up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's just that next yeah. level of complete respect for. And um, I'm a huge fan of her work and having a little dabble in theatre and acting myself, you know, when you see somebody like Judy Dench on stage and you just watch her performances, you're just enamoured and, and in awe. She's just incredible. And yeah. I love her.
1: Yeah. So we're going to recap for, okay. everyone, for everyone listening. So we've got the most important people in the house: mum and grandparents. Yeah, love those choices. Marilyn Monroe. Yep. Graham Norton. Superman as Superman. Not the not Superman. D, not Dean Kane just rocking up. No. Superman. Superman. Flying around whilst <laughs> whilst we're having uh, dinner and uh, Judy Dench. Yeah, what a collective bunch of people, hey? It's awesome. Awesome dress code. Just wear whatever you want. Just wear whatever just you want. Be chilled. Comf- yeah, yeah. Just like whatever floats your boat. Right, we're going to move on to your starter. Okay. What are the guests eating?
2: Well, I'm a little bit floored if there's any vegans in the house because um, I'm not very vegan friendly, I'm afraid. I do like my meat, Paul. Yeah. And I do like my fish and my seafood and anything that comes out of a shell, I yeah. just love. Yeah. So, unfortunately, sorry, soldier, my menu is going to be a bit meaty, And a bit weird and wonderful. So, my starter is probably one of my favorite things to eat. It's snails, escargot. Yeah. Lots of garlic butter. Yeah. Some uh, fresh, straight out of the oven, crispy sourdough bread. You know, that nice when it breaks off. Oh, and you can just dip it into that butter, garlic butter from the escargot, put a little snail on it and eat it. It's just for me, that is just, I am in orgasmic heaven nice
1: I actually kind of just was gazing into your eyes then <laughs> as, you were, um, as you were saying I was that.
2: imagining you, it you explained that so beautifully that taste of that garlic and I don't know I don't do you know what it's really weird because I was nine years old and my mum took me to Jersey with her mate and um, we were sat in this restaurant outside and my mum's friend ordered snails and I was absolutely mortified that she was going to eat one of these snails. And I just thought it was the most disgusting thing ever. And she said to me, don't knock it unless you try it. And I said, I'm not going to eat That's a snail. Like... And my mum said, go on, try it. And I was like, no, 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 no I can't, I can't, I can't. And eventually, I gave in to the will <laughs> my willpower was weak I gave in and I, I ate my first ever snail and after that moment you loved I, I loved it. it yeah I loved it
1: now sometimes I'll try and bring mm. something to the to the recipes that is a recipe you just don't mess about with it's delicious mm. uh, I think all I would say to people listening is like you um, I think everybody's first impressions are like what Ew. snails that's yeah. disgusting but you could say that about so many foods Yep and you know like something like that as well it's really sustainable which is so important now right to be eating you know things like that and simply with garlic butter with loads of fresh parsley chopped mm, into it as well yeah Um. and then once you've eaten all the snails you're just left with all that lovely butter mopped up with that sourdough oh. That is that is a wonderful wonderful dish, Oh, You got me salivating.
2: <laughs> Tell me, I w- I'm interested to know. Actually, yeah, is there any health benefits in it? I mean, is it protein? Definitely. It- yeah. yeah, yeah. It's absolutely a protein. It's lean.
1: You know, your you, it's not. You know, it's not super fatty. Right. And and again, you know, with how the world is now, with over farming, over fishing, you know, we're gonna see a lot more of that. We're gonna be moving into kind of like you know, for people that still want that protein I know it seems bonkers to say it now but there's many places now that are like serving anything from you know insects to ants to wow. so like you'll see definitely in our lifetime food like that becoming more like more available wow. uh, more approachable and stuff and it's you know it's down to chefs to kind of like you know talk about these things it's not for everyone but you know, it's uh, it's it's definitely a great choice. And snails is very classic. It's not something that's new. It's been around in yeah. French bistros for many, many years. But, you know, escargot in garlic butter, loads of parsley, and um, mopped up with some beautiful, like, hot bread. Lovely.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely, lovely. What's that chef that's always doing snail stuff, isn't he? What's he called? Heston. 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 Snail porridge. He loves a snail, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And have
1: you had the snail porridge? I haven't. It's incredible. Is it? So it's, it's. I know it sounds weird because you think it's not porridge like you would necessarily think at breakfast. So right. like where it might be a bit thick, a bit kind of like warm you up in the winter mm. or, you know, before training. It's very much like a risotto. Oh, wow. And it takes kind of that inspiration. So they make like a compound butter, which is like full of like parsley. So when you blitz the parsley, you release the chlorophyll. That's what makes it go super green. Mm. So it's really kind of light, really herbaceous. There's um, almonds and Iberico ham chopped finely through mm. the butter. And then it's topped with shaved like pickled fennel. And it's it's insane, and then obviously the snails are fall through. So it's like a risotto, wow. and then it's got this, and then you've got this like warm, beautiful snail kind of porridge underneath, and then this lovely shaved pickled fennel on the top. It's insane. Wow, it's absolutely beautiful.
2: I have to go and try it. Yeah, and I love the word herbaceous. Yeah, <laughs> can, you see, can you Duncan? It's, 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 uh, it's, 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 I haven't that's heard that I'm, before. But it's what I'm here for. I, I really enjoyed that word. <laughs> yes. Thank you for herbaceous. That. Yes, yes, I really
1: enjoyed it. Thank you. Now, great starter, Duncan. Love it.
2: What, what would everyone be having to drink? What would you, what would you kick things off with? Well, I love a, like a little aperitif kind of drink, something with maybe some champagne in it, but champagne for me is a little bit too, I don't know. Safe? <sighs> I feel like you want to be a bit daring. Yeah, I, listen, apple spritz. Yeah. Bosh. Brilliant. I mean, I, I do enjoy a nice crisp, champagne but for me the acidity levels in it it just i can sometimes get a little bit like the bubbles in my tummy i'm a bit like oh i'm not sure how comfortable i am with that but for some reason with a bit of april in it and um a bit of a slice of orange i think it's got is it got soda water in it as well yeah yeah Yeah. it makes it all it tastes really nice yeah it's lovely it's very it's Italian?
1: Yeah, it is and it's a great choice because mm. that's quite a rich what makes that dish rich is that garlic butter. Yeah. So that nice acidity in that drink yeah. is is great choice. Now this is a this is a food, drink and music podcast Duncan, so I'm going to ask you what we kicking things off with
2: in the world of tunes. I think a nice kind of song to start off with is a good old Michael Bublé track. Yeah. Cuz I think it's just like nice easy listening in the background. Michael's got a really lovely uh, tone to his voice. I think everybody appreciates a bit of the Bublé. So I, I reckon the song Everything is a nice starter to warm up my I love that song. My people, do you like it? I like that. It's song. a nice song, isn't it? Yeah. It's got a nice vibe to it. It's friendly, it's inviting and it's just easy listening. So we're going to go on to the main courses.
1: So at this point, we've all had snails with garlic butter and sourdough. We're, we're about three or four april in. <laughs> we're listening to Michael Bublé. Superman is gracing the skies. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: Graham's got everyone in stitches. Marilyn's taken her top off. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. Just, no, she's peeled a level of clothing. I mean, I'm not saying she's naked. I'm just saying, you know, she's got a bit hot. The furs come off. Yeah. Your granddad's
1: <laughs> loving life. Yeah. Your, your grand's kicking him under the table because he's looking at Marilyn. Yeah. And my mum's. Drunk. And your mum's drunk, <laughs> looking very glamorous. Yeah. This is shaping up to be it's a brilliant. great dinner party. Where, do you know what? I never, I never asked this, actually.
2: Where's the location? Where is everyone? I didn't even think about that. I don't know. You can't ask me that one. I haven't thought about that one. Where would it be? I don't know. Can I, can I make a suggestion yeah, where you... I think it feels like it would be? Yeah, tell me.
1: I think it feels like it's on, on really beautiful white sands. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I don't know why I, I, I and and, I, and weirdly I just feel Mexico's in my mind. Oh, that's
2: really random. I never yeah. would have. Thought- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's yeah. Okay. I me just have a bit of randomness. I was just I, I, I wow. thought it might
1: help. I don't think I've really connected with anything there. I can sense it <laughs> looking at me like weird. But uh, yeah, uh. I, I was just gonna go White Sands in Mexico. Uh.
2: <laughs> What, like Tulum or somewhere like that? Or- Cancun. Cancun? Yeah, it's first thing that's yeah. going wow. into my head. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that wouldn't be my my, my, point, my uh, first choice, Paul. <laughs> but I can appreciate it. White sands in Mexico. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Where's a nice place? Um, it could be at your house. No, I want something fabulous and grand and just, I don't know, maybe like one of those big. Oh, what about a nice chateau somewhere in France? Nice.
1: Yeah, lovely. With
2: its own vineyard and, yeah. and, and an array of beautiful wines that you're just able to help yourself to. Yeah.
1: Do you know what, Duncan? This is what these podcasts were. I'm getting the measure of you now. Like, now I'm like, yeah, I was way off one night in Mexico.
2: <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like, do you know what? France does have some incredible chateaus. I went on a little vineyard tasting holiday once, um, and it was amazing. We went to a place called, is it Alsace and Lorraine? Where yeah. the champagne or all- comes from and stuff yeah and we stayed in this wonderful old chateau and it had its own vineyard and we went on this wine tasting experience and you know apart from being absolutely hammered at the end of the day I had a really lovely time and I'd never done anything like that and for me that was like well it's an old thing to do isn't it it's what your parents do but I was probably in my what early 30s and I had a really lovely holiday it was just amazing amazing yeah
1: amazing so main course, talk to me.
2: So main course, I, as we talked about, I'm not definitely not a vegan. I love my fish and I love my meat, but for a main course, I'd want to go with something that I really really love. One of my favourite pieces of meat is a côte de bouffe. Did I okay. say that right? Côte de boeuf. Yeah, you did. Côte de yeah. because it's got that bone in it, and I love sucking on a bone. Yeah, that could sound rude. I'm talking, you know, no. marrow, juicy, no, lovely. No, not,
1: not at all. I've I'm fully engaged in eye contact with you and that did not sound weird at all. Do you like sucking a bone? I, I do of a côte de boeuf. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, oh hugely. It's yeah. Just nice. Yeah, it is it's it's delicious. So we we have, at the moment we've got a côte de boeuf served
2: medium rare. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about everybody at the dinner party because some yeah. people might not like it too rare yeah. and I mean, it's just you can't eat a nice piece of steak that's well done. I mean, it's yeah. just sacrilege, isn't it? You've it got it's got to be it's got to be pink with a little bit of blood running through it, for me anyway. Yeah. I mean, people might think that's disgusting, but yeah. it's so juicy and tender. And what I love about Cote de Boeuf is it's got a nice level of fat that runs through it, which, yeah. which makes it really, really, really tasty when you eat it. Yeah, Serve with a nice, something like a celerac puree, um, a nice mashed potato, like maybe like a, I don't know, like a sweet mashed potato, chuck a bit of garlic in it. And then just something simple like a nice steamed spinach or something, um, or... Or sauteed spinach or creamy spinach, but I'm not too good on the creamy stuff because it doesn't really sit too well in my tummy. But I do love a nice spinach. Yeah. 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 Earthy, that kind of taste to it, a nice one.
1: It's a great, it's a great main course. I love, I love that cut of meat. Um, You're absolutely right. It's, uh, for me, it's best served pink Mm. because like a fillet steak you can serve that rare but it's it's quite a lean cut it only has a little bit of fat going through it like the marbling through the middle but yeah. the cut you've chose has got a nice amount of fat especially yeah. like that that kind of big round circle piece of fat that's right in the middle of the eye like in the
2: rib eye yeah, rib like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, the, and that lovely layers of protein and fat on top of it oh. it's amazing so the benefits, and it will tip for everyone, the benefits of cooking it, like you said, pink, is you're cooking it for longer. So like a really nice kind of medium. So it's beautifully pink because then that fat will cook and it mm. it won't be kind of like raw and sort of undercooked. So I actually prefer that exactly as you said. And and yeah, and the, the garnishes, the celeret puree, the um, sweet potato mash. I'm a big fan of sweet potato. I know sometimes it divides divides people, but I love it. I actually think it's got... So
2: much taste! It's got a real Moorishy taste. Um, sweet potato. Yeah, it has, and 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 also I, I didn't mention, but I make a really nice jus to go with it. You know, like a, maybe yeah. like a red wine jus or something like that. Just something that's really, I don't know, beefy and yeah, and and str- I like strong tastes yeah. in my food, and I yeah. do love like a gravy, but like a no, I wouldn't have a gravy, but a jus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that's been reduced down. Something that's got you know like a nice red wine taste to it as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, quick, quick sauce to make for that. Exactly like what you're saying. You can buy great stocks now. In And if you really want to go all out, like you're saying, you want to kind of go beyond sort of like ready-made gravy, yeah, you can generally your butcher will sell you some beef trimmings with that cot de boeuf. cook those, roast those with lots of shallots, mm. peppercorns, thyme, uh, garlic, some bay leaf, a little bit of rosemary in there, and then... Some really good red wine. I'm a big believer, and it, it doesn't have to be expensive, but to me there's no such thing as cooking wine. Mm. It's quite an old-fashioned thing that you should never you should never kind of separate wine into like, well, that's good enough to go with, so, you know, you, you're going to spend probably 50 quid on a Cote de Boeuf, so why would you have something that's like vinegar? Yeah. So always cook with a wine that you love to drink. Right. And when you say you like strong taste, so you want, like, a real kind of nice, rich, full-bodied red wine. Yeah. And a little, tip, little dash, so you want to say, like, if you put in, I don't know, 500ml of uh, red wine, reduce that down, and then put 250ml, when you make your sauce, Duncan, um, of port... Oh, really? Like a ruby Ooh. port, like a nice, rich port To give it a glaze as well. Gives it a, yeah, it mm. gives it a glaze, richens it up, and then it gives you a nice... Mm. It doesn't... It's not overly sweet, but it adds another layer to the to the sauce. Reduce all that down, then in me a stock.
2: That sounds wicked. Yeah. I made... Actually, talking about MasterChef, I did... Um, I got Dish of the Day. Duncan's Dish of the Day. Did you get Dish of the Day? I did. I Fantastic. did a, a really lovely duck dish, and I made yeah. a really nice reduction jus. And, uh, yeah, the the judges really loved it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Still didn't put me through though, did they? <laughs> mm. Anyway, yes. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, moving yeah. on swiftly. <laughs> I'm not bitter. Um, what you're giving everyone to drink? Uh, well, well, we talked about a nice, full-bodied red wine. Yeah. I think you got to, with with a nice piece of uh, steak. Um, you got to have a nice red wine with it. Yeah, it just I. I really like a nice, full-bodied, really kind of rich, strong-tasting red wine. I mean, I, I do like a Château Neuf de perhaps something like that, but I don't know. What would you? What's your favourite? red wine to go with red meat what would you
1: choose well red wine is my favorite wine mm. anyway so um i love chateau neuf de pat what you're saying but i think that you're for this you what sounds like you would love something heavier yeah so you for me you like a really nice like strong kind of powerful bordeaux okay. um also like new world there's an amazing red which i love called mere lust um so M W R L U S T they do a white chardonnay and then they do the red uh Rubicon um I think it is and it's it's absolutely beautiful and then I also love um there is an amazing vineyard the name escapes me um it is it's based, based in California okay and we've got a few of their wines on the list and again I love Californian wines so, yeah, for, for, for a dish like that, sometimes people, you know, like people's, oh, yeah, red wine and steak, but it just works. It just works. It just yeah. works, and it's and it's at that point of the meal as well where you kind of, you know, you're, you're a few April spritz in, so now you're just <laughs> going to level it with a re- one of those real yeah. big kind of bulb, lovely glasses yes. with a yes. nice, big, heavy red in it. Yes. At this point is where you sat back in your chair a little bit Things are going good. Superman's even calmed down. He's actually, he's actually, he's actually joined everyone at the table
2: now. Yeah. And
1: it's just starting to mellow.
2: It's starting to chill. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, I have a story to tell. I, I did a song many, many moons ago uh, for the fabulous Angeloid Weber. It was called I Believe My Heart. And it did really well in the charts. And I didn't think it was going to do as well. But we were like number one all the way through midweek. And then right at the end when the charts came out, we got pipped to the post by a song called Call On Me. And I ended up being number two. Um, but it was the song from the woman in white and to say thank you for doing the song, Mr. Lloyd Webber, the the Lord, uh, took me out for dinner and we went to a fabulous restaurant and he is a connoisseur of wines and he brought out, I can't remember the name of it, but he brought out all these different types of wines and a gorgeous red. And it was obviously a very nice expensive one down the, down the list. And we ended up um, having a fabulous night with the Lord, yeah. and um, it was just wonderful. And he is a big connoisseur of wines as well. And, uh, yeah, I just always remember drinking this bottle of red, and I was thinking, oh, my God, this is so lovely. I mean, yeah, what a story. I mean, to, to go out for dinner with, with Lord Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber, it was just, it was incredible.
1: And, yeah, and him choose a beautiful and wine. He and he chose yeah. all the wines, yeah. Yeah.
2: And he knows his wines, so yeah. it's nice. Yeah, yeah. I worked for Gordon
1: Ramsay for six years, and I remember he was probably like the first like celebrity guest like while I was working there. So I was 21 years old, and it was like the most incredible six years. It's where I like learned so much of my craft and everything. And we had Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber in for dinner. I don't think he was a lord then, and um, I. Gordon missed nothing. Like he, 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 and his head chef a guy called Mark Askew, they they saw everything. And Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber ordered lobster to start with, and we used to top it with a big amount of caviar mm. and when you're taking the caviar out you have to be so careful because it's so expensive and like, like if you got one single egg you know you would be in for a right rollicking and I always remember I took it up there I'd, I thought it was absolutely immaculate it's about to go in the dining room and there was a bead of caviar um underneath the bowl and put it this way I got told off wow and that's that's my from that's, gordon
2: from gordon yeah he that's a word or something no,
1: no. <laughs> 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 so yeah that's that's my uh that's my i, I never met him but that's my lord at lord andrew lloyd <laughs> webber story
2: <laughs> do you know what? i absolutely love gordon ramsay i really appreciate him and i love watching his tv shows but do you know what working for him must must have been must have been hard especially when you're in the yeah. kitchen with him i mean he loves to swear doesn't he
1: yeah but it's um you know people always ask me that you you know the the Gordon that people see on television is is a Gordon Ramsay that's kind of like making television shows right. and doing all of that but the Gordon in the kitchen like in any of the kitchens but like at Royal Hospital Road was as you say a phenomenal experience especially yeah, you know especially for me because yes it was extremely tough i can describe it as i went from like one kitchen and going to that kitchen was like... The kitchen I was in before was a great kitchen, but it was almost as if that was like the Royal Marines. And then moving into Royal Hospital Road was like going SBS, SAS, right. kind of. It was just... Next it was level. It was next level, but it, at the same time, it was um, an unbelievable experience. And yet you would get... You would kind of get the, you know, the, the rollicking, but always followed up with why. Because... It's that expectation isn't it it's not like the it's not sort of like other sectors where you can sort of say oh should we just disappear into another room and talk <laughs> about why this isn't working and that you customers are sat there paying a huge amount of money and it's they're waiting yeah so it's a it is a hardcore environment but it, yeah it was amazing
2: absolutely was. amazing i bet you learned so much as well from him as well yeah,
1: yeah. him all, all the team it was yeah, yeah. yeah incredible so we've got um we'll just recap we got Cot de Boeuf. Stellarate puree with garlic, sweet potato mash, steamed spinach, a beautiful red wine jus. Um, I would probably make the, the same red wine that we're drinking with this, Duncan, is the same red wine we used to make that amazing
2: sauce. What we're we listening to? Um, I had the pleasure of working with Sawara and John many years ago. I mean, what a career he's had. And he has produced some of the best songs that we all know. I mean, he is a true word of a legend. You know what yeah. I mean? He's, he's just incredible and such an icon. Yeah. And for me, getting to work with him all those years ago was just like, I was, it was one of those pinch yourself moments. And still to this day, he gave us Blue our biggest number one around the world. I mean, it was, it was huge for us. Uh, thanks to him. Really put us on the map so in honor of elton john i would have to have one of his classics something like rocket man something like that because it's just a great song and i think everybody can appreciate and love a bit of elton john i love that song it's a great great, song it's a great choice yeah yeah
1: yeah this is um and i think superman would
2: love a bit of rocket man as well yeah yeah
1: of course of course he would (laughs) 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 oh dear that's fantastic right we're going to move on to desserts duncan
2: Do you want to tell us what we're having? Right. So um, I'm being very self-indulgent here with what I like, but um, without thinking too much about my guests. But it's my dinner party and I can do what I want. So I'm going to choose a really, really lovely hot chocolate fondant with vanilla ice cream on top, melted into the hot chocolate sauce. You know, when you open the fondant and it just oozes out. Say fondant again. Fondant. Fondant. Is okay. it fondant or fond? Is it fondant? No, it's no, no. It's it's, it's really correct. You say you say it better than me. Like, <laughs> but it has to be dark chocolate. F- fondant. Fondant. <laughs> I'm trying to be French. It has to be dark chocolate, though. I'm not a fan of the milk chocolate. Yeah,
1: you're absolutely right. I can't stand milk chocolate. Also, it doesn't work as well with milk chocolate. Oh, really? So you're absolutely right. So the 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 best the best chocolate fondant. Fondant <laughs> <Like, laughs> is always for me is always kind of like anything from like 65% cocoa upwards, so right. like generally like 70%, 75% cocoa. Because obviously, you're going to be adding in sugar, you're going to yep. be adding in um cream, so you've kind of got you've kind of got like sweetness there anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, yeah, it's it, it works so brilliantly with um like a nice bitter chocolate,
2: yeah. I mean. <sighs> It's just one of those desserts when you see on a menu, it's just instantly my eyes miss everything else and it just focuses on the chocolate. It's just, oh yeah, got to have a bit of chocolate. I love chocolate anyway, dark chocolate. So when I'm at a restaurant and I see like a a lovely, rich chocolate fondant, it makes me moist.
1: Right, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic.
2: (laughs) Just like a good fondant should be. Just
1: like a good fondant. (laughs) (laughs) Moist
2: and juicy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and <laughs> what we what we what we have it you okay girls you're right <laughs> sorry the team have gone a bit funny they've got they've got a bit got a, got a bit hot um it's because you're so ha- can i i'm gonna say as we've gone through this now i'm really getting to getting to know you know why i went with mexico why? Because when you rocked in here right. and I saw you in that, you had those really nice kind of rose tinted glasses on. It was <laughs> just to cover up my puffy eyes. And not stuff. not going to deny you. You're, you're clearly still in great shape. Very very Thank handsome. You. Right. I don't know why, but like you, like I think, I think when I was, I think, so it's not so random. I've just got Club Tropicana vibes when
2: I look at you. They give you. me some George Michael. Yeah, it's the pearl yeah, earring. It's, it's, pearl, it's, it's the pearl it's, earring.
1: It's, it's the pearl <laughs> earring. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. You, you're like, yeah, you're right. Uh, you, oh. And that, that kind of like rough, rough sort of
2: stubble, nice kind of, le- yeah. you're yeah, very, God yeah. rest his soul. Love a bit of George. Bless him.
1: Yeah, for everyone that you know that might not have seen Duncan for a while, can just let
2: everyone know he's uh, he's in good nick. Oh, he's you. in good nick. I, I got to say, I, <laughs> I got trolled uh, in MasterChef because it was in lockdown we filmed there, yeah. and I had this panic moment of of going, "Oh my god, I've put so much weight on during lockdown. I've got to go on national television in a huge show like MasterChef." So I went and saw a doctor, and I was like can you just do something to my face to make me look a bit younger and make me look fresh? So he put a little bit of Botox in the middle of my forehead, right? Yeah. And I thought, went away, everything was great. <laughs> Got into the uh, into the MasterChef bubble, staying in my apartment, and I look in the mirror, I wake up on the day of filming, and I had this weird Lord Farquhar eyebrow <laughs> shape going on, <laughs> right? So I'm thinking to myself... Oh my God, look at the state of my eyebrows. What am I going to do? Rang up the doctor and he goes, well, you need to come in and I, co- I need to correct the arch because it's too archy. I said, like, I can't. I, I, I'm in the muster, but I'm not allowed to leave. I, I'm stuck. So I'm panicking, panicking, panicking. What am I going to do? So do you know what I did? Go on. I got a razor. Yeah. And I shaved off the, the corners of my eyebrows in the middle because I thought, like that they're going down and I look really weird so I thought well, I'll shave them off and I'll draw them back on like level so when I'm frowning I look I look all right <laughs> now we didn't have any hair and makeup in myself because we weren't allowed because of the whole covid yeah. thing there was no yeah. hair and makeup no one to check you so my best mate Rita who is thankfully in the same heat with me I'm ringing her up and I'm like Rita can you have you got some eyebrow pencil or something because I've got to draw these I've shaved them off too much I've got to draw them back on so thankfully she dropped under my door, she dropped a, an eyebrow pencil. So I'm drawing them back on. Okay, great. I look at myself, I'm thinking, Oh no, they look really dark now. My eyebrows look really dark. Now I'm drawing attention to this 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 dodgy bit of Botox I'm having. So I got the eyebrow pencil and I'm starting to draw my beard on to make it dark. So I'm thinking to myself, Shut it will all blend up. in. It will all blend in. It will all be all right. So <laughs> I turn up to filming. I'm like, Rita, do I look alright? Yeah, yeah, you look good. I said, it's not too I don't look a bit weird, do I? She's like, no, 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 it's fine. I was like, okay, great. She's a good mate, right? So, <laughs> so I get off and I start filming. And as the days progress, the Botox is getting stronger and stronger. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, just try not to frown. Try and keep a real, normal, natural-looking face. So, <laughs> so this is going on. And I wake up one day and I'm like, I've just morphed into Ryland Clark. I look like Blood and So I'm on there. And the jokes thing was, I was making jokes every day about my eyebrows to the to the camera crew. We were, yeah. it, was, it became like the elephant in the room. So we were all laughing about it. And of course, in the edit, it, you didn't see any of that. So <laughs> I went on Twitter. What's Duncan James done to his face? Oh my God, he looks like Lord Farquhar. No, he looks like David Guest. No, he looks like Ryan Clark. I was getting... <laughs> David Guest! I know, that was just the (laughs) really... That was the cruelest one. Yeah. Um, But but do you know what? I did have a giggle and I did watch it back and I was just like, Duncan, what on earth were you doing? And I rang up my doctor and I said, do you know what? Thanks for that. Thanks for making me look really, really weird with that Botox. (laughs) Moral of the story is, never go on national television with Botox just beforehand. And since then... Thankfully, I've never put Botox back in my face, and I never will because it just doesn't suit me. <laughs> and I feel, and my eyebrows are back to normal now. Yeah, Thank yeah, God yeah. They grew back. Yeah. Well, you know,
1: like like I've said, he's 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 looking in great great form, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And also as well, I feel there, Duncan. We've just had podcast magic. We have just had podcast magic.
2: Oh, <laughs> Do right. you know what? I... I My mother was like, what on earth do you think you'd look like, Duncan? (laughs) I was like, do you know what, Mum? There was no hair and makeup there to, like, help me. That just was left to my own devices, which is never a good thing, is it?
1: In a hot kitchen. In a hot kitchen. And when you drew drew on your beard on.
2: I know, it was just melting away. (laughs) Do you know know what? It was when they posted a picture of me and Lord Farquaad from uh, Shrek. It was just, I was like, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely all bastards, but that's genius. It was genius. (laughs)
1: Right, hot chocolate fondant. Anyway, moving back on, yeah. I think I hot need chocolate. a Hennessy with that right yeah. now. I think yeah. I need one right now, Nice actually. choice, nice choice. Nice
2: yeah, th- that would go well with hot chocolate fondant. <laughs> anything anything with the chocolate dessert? Oh, you've got to have an espresso, haven't you? Yeah. You've got to end the meal. Every meal, I like a nice espresso. Yeah. If I'm feeling adventurous, I'll have it like a macchiato, but I do like a nice, you know, a nice espresso.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to, you've mm. put here vanilla ice cream. Yep. Yeah. Which is um my favourite style of ice cream. Love it, like a properly made vanilla ice cream. What would you nittle little, a couple of tips, real simple ones is and a lot of people know this now, but sea salt, really good mm. sea salt, works brilliantly with a recipe like that. Ooh. So once you've made the chocolate fondant mix. Yeah. You just put in a little pinch of sea salt. Right. I basically keep tasting it, and you'll just notice this unbelievable contrast Mm. in the the flavour, especially because you've got that little bit of sugar in it.
2: Sweet and salt. that
1: That bitter chocolate and that sea salt and then i personally one of my favorite combinations is like chocolate and orange i just think they work mm. brilliantly well together so when that fondant just comes out of the comes out of the oven let it rest just a couple of couple of little rasps you probably used them in the celebrity master chef kitchen you might even have one at home but a microplane no. They're though like those really fine graters. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're good for anything like grating just garlic fine. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit of orange mm. zest because obviously, last minute, you release all the oils from the orange. A little bit of zest on top, a little bit of sea salt. Absolutely blinding. Love that. Thank you for that, Tim. That's I all right. That's, really a, that's okay. That.
2: That's just got me thinking about a chocolate fondant so badly now.
1: I've got, a, do you know oh, what? Wow. I've got an amazing recipe for it. I'll send it to you. In fact, oh, we'll yeah. put it, we'll put it up on for this podcast. Amazing. Um, and it's, uh, we, we call it a molu. So basically it's some chocolate fondants require you to make a separate insert for the middle. So you do the liquid oozing. Whereas this is just a soft center chocolate cake, mm. right? It's exactly like a fondant. You just cut into it. It oozes out vanilla ice cream, sea salt, orange, oh, next level. I need that recipe. You know, it's 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 coming your way. Thank you. Thank you. Drinks,
2: cognac, hennessy and espresso. I think great. Yeah, I I I don't know what it is. I've always really enjoyed a nice cognac. Um I've never been a massive drinker. I've never I've never just been a drinker really. Yeah. I've just yeah. not I've not, but I do enjoy after dinner a nice cognac. Um I don't know what it is, just like served in a warm glass. Yeah. It's just really nice. Yeah. They're amazing flavours because you know you
1: that richness of something like a cognac, that kind of slight nuttiness, mm. it all of those things you've chosen just work brilliantly. And a lovely espresso as well. Like I mean, just an espresso poured over vanilla ice cream like oh. affogato is again something I absolutely adore. Yeah. So yeah, I love
2: it. And coffee and chocolate always goes well together. Brilliantly. Yeah.
1: Absolutely brilliantly. Music.
2: You got a bit of a Queen, haven't you? Yeah, Freddie Mercury, legend, big fan. Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah, it's just a great song, and it gets everybody up. Everybody loves a bit of Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. It's very dramatic, yeah. It's got an, I thought, bit of drama in a song to end end the dinner party with. Um, I, I just think everybody can really, really enjoy Queen, can't they? I mean, yeah. Freddie Mercury, God rest his soul. What an incredible artist. What a just an enormous talent and what a voice yeah and queen you know that is just a genius piece of artwork that whole song it's just it's just pure art yeah it's just incredible
1: and i know i'm massively late to the party but i only watched the film about a month ago and it's, it's great, wasn't it? It's incredible. It's one of those. It's one of those films where everyone kept saying, "Watch it, watch it." Queen means a lot to me because you know um, that's kind of what was always on in our house. And my mum and dad love to dance together, so they would always and it, I, it would always be to like, um, "I want to break free." Yeah. which is like probably my favorite Queen song because it just reminds me of them and growing up as a as a kid. So yeah, I think that's a. I think also Bohemian Rhapsody, as you've put it like at the end yeah. of the dinner party. That's yeah. that's,
2: yeah, fantastic. I've been very lucky to meet Brian May several, several times in in my life. Um, he's been to see me in many shows that I've done and I've actually worked with him on stage. We've done stuff together. And he's just one of the nicest people I've ever met. So down to earth, so humble. Um, and from one of the biggest bands in the world ever. Yeah. You know, it's just he's just lovely and his wife Anita is just gorgeous as well and um yeah I, I, I do really love Queen I think they're incredible and Adam Lambert taking the mantle for Freddie he's got an amazing voice as well Adam is just fantastic and I really I really love him as an artist as well so and it's just great that after you know Freddie's died they've managed to keep going and reinvented themselves with Adam and, and yeah and continue to sell out yeah. arenas around the world it's amazing
1: that's yeah. nah, phenomenal So, Duncan, my last question to you, right, is in in my world, you know, like you have the Brit Awards yeah. and the mo- you know the the, the sort of the, the most coveted awards in our in our industry, you know, for a chef to win a Michelin star is massive. It's the thing that you know all chefs truly strive for. Mm. So, if you had to award a artist, musician a Michelin star,
2: who would you choose? That's a very, very difficult question because there's some incredible artists out there. Um, And my Michelin star would go to Lee Ryan. I'm joking. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) Joking. Joking. (laughs) Joking. Bless him. No. um, Sorry, Lee. Uh, It would have to go to one of the, I think the best British icons, a fabulous singer, sold... Countless millions of records around the world, and her voice is just incredible. It has to be Adele. Yeah, amazing. She's amazing. I think you know Adele is such a great singer, and I just really—I don't know—her songs are just it just really touch me. Just she's just amazing. I think she deserves a Michelin star just because she's Adele and she's incredible. Well, let me give you some. Let me give you some context. First of all,
1: um I've spoken. About Adele, Because I've got this thing that, like, music, like, artists and sort of chefs and food and music are so kind of linked, right? And you have one Michelin star, two Michelin star, and three Michelin star. So, like, three Michelin star is, like, the absolute pinnacle. Right. It's a restaurant or restaurant within a hotel or a place that is just absolutely at the very, very top of its game. It's become iconic. So, actually... For me, in my opinion, Adele would be free Michelin stars. Right. You know, you know when it's like someone that is just the minute that they sing or they're just they're just in a complete league of their own. That is like yeah. a that is like a free Michelin star restaurant.
2: Yeah, yeah, she is. I, I absolutely really, really love her. And, you know, somebody like you, what a song. What a tune. Yeah. Isn't it? It was just—it's just amazing. I mean, I think everybody knows that so well now. It's just one of those songs that everybody can sing along to, and yeah, it's just amazing. And her first ever single, "Chasing Pavements," what a great yeah, what a great opening song. I think it was written by um, a writer called Ed White, who's I've worked with. He's an incredible songwriter, and I just remember hearing that song for the very first time and being like, "Who is this? Whose voice is this?" And yeah, I was like, "Wow, who is this?" And then of course she just. Blew up and became yeah. the, the Adele that we all know. Um, yeah. And she's gone on to win countless awards and all around the world. And just, just, she's just, yeah, full respect. Love her. Duncan James,
1: thank you so much. It's uh, been an, firstly, an absolute pleasure to meet you. And like, I think your menu, your choices, your Thanks, music, cool. everything, absolutely fantastic. It is certainly a dinner party I would love. <laughs> it's food I love. It's proper food. And, uh, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I've really enjoyed it. It's been fun. You know, eyebrows and all. Yeah, eyebrows. eyebrows and all. Yeah. That, is, that is podcast magic right there. Oh, we love a bit like... <laughs> of
2: podcast magic. <laughs> Thank you, mate. My pleasure. Thank, Thank you for you. having me. No, Thank pleasure. You.
1: Thank you.